To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 75, man. We are back in the building on a new night, day and time. New night, same reckless behavior, man. We are back. We rolling. New night for the NFL season, man. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Sports Talk, Coach and Kurt, we go live each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let us know how you feel about the new night, man, in the comments, man. Like, comment, subscribe to the page as always, man. Coach Kurt, what's happening, good brother? How you feeling out there today? Hey, man, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like Adrian Bronner would say, anybody can get it. Hey. Africans, Americans, anybody can get it. Hey, man, listen, like I said, new night, same reckless behavior. Same might, reckless be, behavior. might be on our worst behavior tonight, as Drake would say. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You know, like I tell everybody, we just here so we, not, so we don't get banned. That's all I can tell you. Hey, a lot of people didn't think that we would make it, but God did. Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. So, yes, indeed. We are back, man. We are rocking and rolling, man. We're going to get into this news and views as yours. You and I know we only can do what we can do. We are right. we, giving our news and views of the barbershop as only we know how. You know, exactly. we're breaking it down hot and heavy, man. NFL season is upon us. The rosters got finalized today. The 53 man is locked and loaded. So, uh, we got literally a week and a two days away from the kickoff. Yep, man. Yep, uh, yeah, yep. and I can't wait. College is starting to roll. Saw a couple of college games last week, and we're gonna get some more this weekend. And it, before we know it, be kickoff Thursday. Before we know mm-hmm. it, kickoff Thursday. So in these next two shows, before we get live football, man, we're gonna give y'all the real rap and raw. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna cut no corners. We gonna cut no corners. So we gonna get into it, man. Listen, uh, we got some things to talk about here, man. Uh, you know, it's it's never no shortage of drama when it comes down to the NBA and the NFL, man. It really isn't. So let's jump it off. Let's talk about it, man. Uh, I, I had some scathing uh, information and, and views to give on my podcast this past Monday, but um, I want to talk about it with Coach Kirk. So <clears throat> I miss everything that's going on. The Lakers yep. the Lakers in their up, just downs. I'm not going to say ups and downs, just their downs, <laughs> right? You know, and trying to find our way forward with, you know, what are we going to do with Russell Westbrook? Right. They drop, they drop you know, they 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 give us they give us a, a, a olive branch and then they smack us in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they give us the olive branch and say that we're going to extend LeBron James. LeBron James agreed to a, a, another two-year extension on top of the last year he's in this year. So we got three years left. Yeah. Of King James before he likely moves on and go plays with his son, whatever he wants to do with his illustrious life mm-hmm. so we got that so you know we're trying to you know pick through the weeds and say who you know well what, 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 what's the pathway forward how can we maximize the time that we have left right and then before we get comfortable with that view the bombshell comes out i believe it was a thursday night that uh patrick beverly gets traded to the los angeles lakers <laughs> and, and i gotta say this line again it, it's one of those things right and it's probably it's probably my fault and a few other Lakers fans that just, just you know, just have, you know, nothing but angst for Patrick Beverly, right? Because they say the right. people you hate end up in your family, right? You know, there's it's it, and it must be applied to your sports team as well, because mm-hmm. <laughs> because the people that you hate the most in the league they end up on your team. So Patrick Beverly is a Laker, and I, I still can't believe it. I'm in shock. Like I, I, I just I can't accept it. <laughs> like it's one of those things. Like I just I don't I can't accept it. Right. So. You know, I, I, I get like I said, I gave my views on what what it was. So you tell me how you feel about this move and and what that means for the Lakers going forward. 
I mean, because there's a lot to unpack. Because we know that him and Russell Wilson don't get along. And right. he has rubbed practically everybody in the league the wrong way outside of a few L.A. Clippers. Right, right, right. Um, Man, you know, you ever had someone that swore up and down that they knew how to cook and that they wanted to take the potato salad for Thanksgiving or the barbecue cookout? And they was like, I got the potato salad. Mm-hmm. And they show up and they have celery and raisins. Oh, God. Yeah, in the potato salad. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I felt like the Lakers did with bringing Pat Pat Beverly there. I'm confused as as hell about this pickup, right? Um, you and me both. Not to say that whatever team he's been on, uh, it hasn't been that he's not a – a solid teammate. I guess I could say that it's not that he hasn't been ride or die. He's a nuisance. He's, he reminds me of, um, from coach Carter, the B busy B. I nah, think that was, that, coach, was, that wasn't coach Carter. That was, um, what movie was that where the, the uh, guy had the glasses on? He just, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't coach Carter. It was another movie that it was like coach Carter though. It was, yeah. a, uh, what New Jersey Drive? It was another movie. Dang on, what was it? But uh, I know what the movie you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's what he reminds me of, right? He's he's an uglier version of Lance Stevenson to me. <laughs> <laughs> An uglier Chap- version. <laughs> yeah, he chaps my hide, man. He, he, chaps, yeah. he, he irritates me. He's got a face. He's got a face made for a paper bag in a lightning storm with a clothes hanger, a metal clothes hanger attached to the top of it. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I, 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 it's weird, man. Um, you know, we talked about this. I messaged you this. I still don't understand why they didn't go after Buddy Healed. I don't know what is the issue, what is that they don't like. Whoever is there don't like about Buddy Healed, but I just don't see why you would, you know, get Patrick Beverly. I just, I don't understand it. I mean, the, the, the back and forth that he's had with LeBron, it just it, it really turned my stomach upside down because this is one of those moments. And I know the old guy on the lawn, right? They're like, get off my lawn. But at some point, I think it's certain players are like, yo, we just don't rock. Like, I don't want them over here. No. I'm not rocking with them. No. It, we ain't, you know, we I'm not being a bigger person. We good. Mm. If that's who we have to get, I we good, right? Right. And right. that's and that's I just when I hear Patrick Beverly and Lakers, I don't see those two merging together. I saw Russell Westbrook and the Lakers, mm. LA, you know, a California guy, you know, love to get up and down the court, high flying, energetic. I could see that as a Laker. Uh, but growing up watching the Lakers, it's just a certain brand of basketball that when I think of Lakers, I am is burned into my my brain of Laker basketball, Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem, the greatest show on hardwood up and down, right? Uh, mm-hmm. James Worthy, Byron Scott. Showtime. Uh, showtime. Hey, showtime, right? That's what I think. Mm-hmm. And with Patrick Beverly, I just – he's not a – the, even the Laker culture doesn't seem to to fit him, right? And so, no, not at all. Yeah, I I don't see it. I I don't see how it helped the Lakers at all. 
um, with Rondo, you know, because I, I tried to say, okay, what player could he be like, right? Um, and I guess he's a Rondo fit, but Rondo and Lakers just it it did better than Patrick Beverly. I don't I don't know. To me, this is a strikeout all the way across the board. Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree. <laughs> like I, said, yeah. I have no love for Patrick Beverly at all. Like it's again. You know, I got to ask you know, because like I said before, I have a, you know, playing a game and coaching a game. I have a heightened sense of team awareness, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to uh, what you can feel like will work and what you feel like won't work. Right. You know, even being on the team, you knew that if a certain guy came in, you know, if he got transferred in or whatever, he joined the team late and you kind of heard about this cat in previous, you know, spaces. You're like, yeah, he comes in here. He's going to instantly disrupt the chemistry, disrupt right. the vibe. You know, it's going to automatically change the temperature in the room. And I feel like that's what Patrick Beverly does and will do, especially for the Lakers. Like you said, and it was a good point that you made. He just doesn't fit the Lakers culture, in my opinion. Right. You know, but, I mean, that aside, I mean, it's just, again, what's the fit? You know, where does it land? You know, I, I don't see where it lands. I mean, you know, what, are we that desperate that, you know, you just take anything, anybody that can think you think he can contribute? I don't get it. That's you know what I mean? it looks like. You know, I mean, because he's not even the best. I mean, you were looking for like it, look at it from a perspective that he might be a good three and D wing person, but he's not even great at that. Like he's, you know, I mean, <laughs> and it's funny. I, you know, I, I like, you know, again, I agree with Russell Westbrook on this part. Like he just, he just be out there running around. Like he don't necessarily be play defense, great defense. Like he's not a, he's not a Bruce Bowen, Sean Elliott, you know, Scottie Pippen S type, you know, wing defender, you know, even Paul George or, or Kawhi Leonard in modern times. Right. He just, he's just an irritant. Like he, He's one of those. He he actually he employs a little bit of a Dennis Rodman tactic, where although I thought Dennis Rodman was a great defender in his own right, you know, but he would do things to give himself an edge on top of that, you know. And I think he just does the antics. He don't have the prowess and the smarts that Dennis Rodman had. I just think he no. just does things to do, irritate you, like you know, he he irritates everybody. Like he like Dennis Rodman irritated Karl Malone. Like like Carl like Dennis Rodman irritated Karl Malone's soul. Like it's just like <laughs> just. You just knew it was something different when they played each other. Like he was all he was always gonna get underneath Carl Malone's skin. But Dennis you know? Rodman had something he was elite at, right? That you could see Correct. Correct. getting into your team. Defensive right. stopper, right? Um rebounding, elite rebounding, rebounding right? Which, yeah, on both which sides. translates. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I look at his stats. He's out of um, hold on, let me make sure I wrote this down right. So oh, in, the, in, the the movie, in the movie you're looking for is Sunset Park, by the way. I just want to let you Sunset know Sunset Park. Yep, yeah. Sunset mm-hmm. Park. So yeah. he came in the league in 2010. Mm-hmm. Out of coming up on 12 uh, years in the league, he's averaged double digits three times. In one of those seasons, he only played 11 games and he averaged 12. <laughs> so if you want to say that he's an elite defender, okay, but – He's a nuisance. Like he's not an elite rebounder. He's not an elite scorer. Right. He's basically someone that, like you said, and like Westbrook said, he just runs around. And again, when you said that and I thought about it, I'm like, that's really awkward because you know Westbrook and Beverly don't rock. No, at all. At all. Like again, you know, you might be looking at it from perspective that you you just have to figure out a way. You're close to moving Westbrook. Like, you know, you're you're almost to the point where you can figure it out how to move him. So you get Beverly knowing that Westbrook won't be in any long-term plans for the season. But I'm listen, I'm, I I said it on my podcast, I'm gonna say it here that I would I would pay, you know, folding money to to see them jokers 
in the first practice if they both on the team at the same time. Like, like I promise you, they're not going to walk out of that first practice without a fight. It's like, like putting it's, a snake and a mongoose in the same pit. Hey, and you, 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 and you think them to be cool by y'all? Yeah, it's not gonna yeah, work that way. Yeah, no, 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 it's not working that way. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that's a compostable. You know, it's, it really just is one of those things where you just you put a pressurized can in a heated room and you expect not to pop. Look at you with the look at you with the chemistry and the science back. I mean, you I know, a little you. bit, a little bit. I see you. I see bit. you. You know, it's just it's just a, a volatile situation. Yeah. Oh, you know, top to bottom. So again, and I like it's like like we both said, it's, we don't understand the fit. You know, it, I I just don't get it. I really don't. Right. And again, right. You know, and I'm I'm not even looking at it from a playing standpoint yet. I'm just looking from from a morale standpoint mm-hmm. because for me, you know, him being with the Clippers and being being Minnesota last year, especially like like they he he heckled and 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 annoyed the hell out of everybody in that in the locker room, past and present. Right. right. So my thing is this: no matter if you, no matter what uniform you put on, once we cross the the bridge and we don't like each other. Yeah, that just doesn't magically change. Not at all. Because you wear you wearing the same uniform as me. Right. You know, you might hide it in my mask, it might stick it in your pocket, but I <laughs> promise you, it's gonna come out when stuff start to get rough. Yep. You when yep. you hit that advert advertisement that, that turn to advertisement road, right? Guess what? You're gonna you're gonna that stuff is gonna start to come out, it's gonna start to bubble up into the top where and it's gonna fester to the point where it's gonna be a big blow up, and people are gonna wonder why they love Lakers fighting on the court. Yeah, you know, yep. it's like they're seeing in major league two where they start fighting each other. You know, yeah, and, like, and, and loss and, and losing will do that, right? Losing yeah. will end up sh- uh, making people rear their ugly head and showing Absolutely. how people really feel. Yeah, it's like it's like what do they say? They say alcoholics and kids are the most are the honest, most honest people. Are the most honest people. And the third one is losing a losing uh, teammate. Yep, <laughs> yep. a losing yep. team will tell you tell you the truth about yourself. Yep, yep. yeah. So that's definitely what's going to end up happening again. So I, I don't really don't get it. I don't. I mean, it's. It's just it's starting to it's starting to be a more of a, a trend with the Lakers front office that it, they're making more terrible more terrible decision they're making the right decision. Yep. You know, so it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's actually, my hide. It really is. I mean, I need I might need a whole can of Vaseline to fix this one. <laughs> you know, because it's it's rough. I mean, and and this is my thing, and it, like, to kind of to your point where you know the whole Buddy Hale and Miles Turner thing, it's not dead. You know, because I mean, you know, getting Patrick Beverly, you know, I don't think Stanley Johnson and and Tyler Hall and Tucker were on the, I guess you can say, on the list of of people they were going to trade for anyway. So that was kind of a separate ordeal. Right. But you you have to do that now. Like you have to make that. Like you have no other choice. You have to, you know, you got to make it, it right. <laughs> you got to make you got to make it so the team is. Right. I mean, let's be real. Look, the team way it's currently constructed. You got yeah. you got Juan Descano Anderson, Lonnie Walker, uh, Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, LeBron, and, and AD. That's not going to get it. That's not going to cut it. I feel like we need a Stone Cold Steve Austin sound clip. Every time you name somebody out of the big three, it's what? <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or that one Snoop Dogg comment, who? Who? <laughs> who? Right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have to do it. Like, I mean, you give up what you got to give up. I mean, if you got to mortgage the first rounders until the 2030s, who cares? I yeah. mean, let's be real. Like I said, you know, you that's so far down the line, and you look at it like this: if those picks are available to you, they're not going to be relevant for until twenty thirty anyway. Right? Like if you if you drafted somebody in twenty twenty eight, likelihood of him being a contributor won't be till the twenty thirty twenty thirty one. Yeah. Anyway, yep. so that's that's almost ten years down the line. Yeah. You know, so you want to have an outside shot of winning the title now in the next three years, or do you want to, you know? We're gonna hold hold tight for the future. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we don't even know what that future is. I mean, these kids, kids is coming out in that that draft are probably in what middle school right now. Like we, we're talking seven oh, yeah. years down the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these. I mean, seven years. I mean, you if they if they're allowed to be nineteen to come in, they're they're literally twenty twelve right now. These yeah, kids are twelve years old. You were you worried about twelve year olds? School. You're yeah, you were about twelve year olds. Yeah, yeah. six, seven, eighth graders. <laughs> come on now, come on now. Crazy, you know it is. So I don't know. Again, I think I don't think we both know what this path forward is. But I, they, I feel like if the the to hold true to the title, where do the Lakers go from here? You got to trade for Buddy Hill and, and Miles Turner. And that's the to. only way. Because I feel like that ultimately fits. Buddy's your three and D wing guy. He can shoot the ball really well. He can yep. defend. Long rangey kid, right? Twenty nine years old. You know, I think he's an experienced enough veteran that he can he can contribute to this team. Mm-hmm. Miles Turner is your five. Because we all know the AD does not want to play the five. So that that meshes that meshes with a talent a talented kid that can play the five along with AD that works. So you're looking at a, a starting lineup of with Russell Westbrook being traded. Of uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Patrick Beverly running the point. Mm. Now I will say this: they they can still pick up Dennis Schroeder off right. free agency. So I would say bring him in, let him run the point from mm. two years ago. Let him run the point. Sign okay. him in free agency. Bring, get get healed. LeBron at the three. And AD at the four, and Miles Turner at the five. That's the formidable lineup. Now, still, what the bench looks like, still questionable. But again, I, you know, having Toscano Anderson and Lonnie Walker and those guys that you picked up already, you know, with, uh, um, you know, my, my guy, the, I call him the uh, <laughs> call him the Caruso replacement. Right, right, right. <laughs> I call him the Caruso replacement. Um, but he's on the bench. You know, he's, uh, um, you know, he's a second-year kid. You know, he's, he was a rookie last year. So, you know, I, you know, it gives you some – you get about eight or nine guys – for sure that you can legit, you know, you know, give us, you know, be competitive with. I ain't saying it's a championship roster, but you can be competitive with. Yeah, and if you can yeah. keep AD and LeBron healthy, I mean, who knows? Oh, but, that's a big if for AD. Yeah, and your bench is going to be very limited, like you said. Right. You may be able to go eight, maybe nine, stretching it. Right. Deep. It's not right. going to be a very deep bench. No, it's not. But I mean, again, it's better than you know Austin Reeves. This is my guy that, that I was referring to. But <laughs> right, you know. But yet again, you know, that's better than you know than what we have currently. Yep. You know, so I would rather be eight deep, eight nine deep, and you got two perennial Hall of Famers on your team. Yeah. You know, versus you know what we got constructed constructed currently now. So true. I don't know, but yeah, that's they have to pull that trigger. And they don't. I, I'm I, listen. I, I got the email today telling me they're gonna renew my league pass. I might have to re, re, renegotiate that contract. <laughs> listen, yeah. I just can't. I can't sign myself up for Lakers basketball. For that abuse for that abuse. Exactly. Just... I can't. I mean, literally, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not into abusive relationships. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't get out like that. I'm not into knowing toxicity. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, you. You. You tell me before we start dating. though, I'm going to beat you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> put my hands you know, on you. I won't put my hands on you at some point. Are you down yeah. for that? Like, yeah. no. You like, about, no. You're gonna be precious, and I'm gonna be Monique. <laughs> right. Check, please. <laughs> no, I'm not signed yeah, up for that. I don't see them if they make the playoffs. I would be shocked if they if they roll into it. With know. this, yeah. I don't I listen. LeBron I, I gotta, to get you to LeBron to get you close. He can get you I to just, a playing tournament if he's healthy. Yeah, but yet yeah. again. Outside of that, I mean, the only thing we're looking forward to at this point is him breaking the Kareem's record, and that's probably much, pretty much it. Yeah. You know, again, we're on the East Coast, so I can't – the Lakers games, a lot of times, they're late. So me staying up to, to you know, 11, 12 o'clock, you know, to watch – To see you know, a bloodbath? Yeah, I'm not signing up for that. not doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. doing it. So, <laughs> all right, so let's move on and talk about the Nets. So while uh, we were off we the go. air, while we were off the air, 
you know, it it came to a pass. I'm not going to yeah. say, you know, it came to a resolution, but yeah, it's just yet. Yeah. But it came to a pass that uh, I guess you can say K- Kevin Durant, the front office and their his agent came to, uh, uh, I guess you can say, a middle ground to work things out. And they decided to uh, reconcile their differences. You know, it was one of those things like you was it was a pending divorce that didn't that got settled out of court. <laughs> you know, we decided to we decided to move back in and live with each other for another year, so we can't make this marriage work, right? Right. So you know, he came back in and said that he's going to make it work with the roster, and I think we both agreed that that was his best option. Yeah. You know, yep. so he just listened to what what we said and a bunch of other people have said up to this point because you know, you know, aside from Rudy Gobert ruining the trade market, you know, they you just want it wasn't gonna be a good idea to be moved because you either going to get moved for what they wanted and we were going to go somewhere where you weren't going to be competitive yeah. or, you know, you were just going to stay in house and, and act like you weren't going to play. And then that's still not a good look. Yeah. So, no. so what do you, what are your thoughts about what came to pass in that, in that meeting? And what do you, what do you think their path is forward uh, as far as their, their roster and his, and their team is concerned when he, when KD is saying he's back in the fold? Well, I think it was just, uh, it, uh, KD faced the reality of the situation, right? One thing mm-hmm. that we, we talked about was Brooklyn getting to a point where they dug their heels in and they just pretty much said, we are not trading you for less than market value. Again, if KD's mad at anyone, go get mad at Rudy for setting the market at a place. Well, I'm going to be mad at Utah's front office because Rudy had to do with it. He was just a pawn. Utah's front office, right? Mm. Um, and I really think it just like like I was saying, I think it came to the realization like, look, the market is not where I want it. I don't have leverage. All right. I'm technically under contract. Mm-hmm. So, so outside of me just throwing a hissy fit, I I have nothing to really um, push the narrative. Right. He mm-hmm. did the whole. OK, I'm not playing. You got to fire uh, the GM or and the, the coach, coach and, the and coach, both, right? Both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that. But here's the thing: I really believe too that the Nets saw through it, right? It's it's like mm-hmm. it's like sometimes being with your homeboy, you know, can't fight, and he try to flex, <laughs> right? Yeah, he up there, cool. he up there acting like he getting mad. He gonna do something, and it's right. like. Man, dude, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I think that's what the Brooklyn looked at. They was like, come on, KD, for real. You know, we talked about this. I I did the um, role playing of Brooklyn. Listen, you, was a, you was a hell of a GM. <laughs> last, last time, so I'm telling you that. Yeah. And it's like, KD, for real, what we doing? KD, yeah, you're under contract. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a poker calling his bluff move. Like, hey, on, we KD. playing poker, and they, I called your bluff. And that ain't you, right? You ain't that dude. If this was James Harden, I would have said, mm, this gonna, this not going to work well, right? But mm-hmm. KD, you just not that type of dude. And that's nothing bad. I don't want to be seen like, oh, well, KD's not. No, that's just not your pedigree. That's not your style. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. are a basketball lover. And one thing has been, no matter what team you're at, when you're good, you're a great teammate, right? You're all You're 10 toes down. Mm-hmm. It's just those moments when it becomes contentious. Um, and Brooklyn, I think, saw that. Brooklyn's front office was like, what? Come on, KD. Coach and GM? Right. When you really ain't 
KD, there's no there's no market out here. So do what you want, KD. But I think you're going to come back home. And I, I think that's the resolution that happened. Just KD saw the handwriting on the wall. Uh, Brooklyn stood their ground. And I, I really believe it's going to be what we talked about. They're going to play through this year, right? Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some um, what's the word? Uh, some considerations made. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, KD, we would do everything in our power to get you moved. We just want you to be a good teammate. Play this season out, and we'll work on getting you moved. KD's, uh, Kyrie's going to be gone after next year as well. Mm-hmm. We'll wash our hands of this situation and let y'all let bygones be bygones. But there's no way we're gonna. There's no way we're gonna meet these demands, KD, at all. So I think that's what the resolution. Uh, that's what happened with the resolution. What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, I still think there's there's some some work to be done in this situation because you can't just walk in, you know, you just you just basically, you know, give, you know, I mean, I'm gonna say it, you can't give your teammates your ass to kiss, and then <laughs> and then expect to walk back into the locker room like everything's all good, right, right, you know. So you have to have some type of, uh, I guess you can say, reckoning with your with your teammates. You have yep. to either one-on-one or as a team, like whatever you feel like is going to get the message across. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to, is going to resonate with everybody. Yep. You have to, you have to do that. Cause I mean, I would, I would like to believe or I assume that he's okay with Sean Marks now, although he asked for his job. Like, yep. you know, I'm just, that's another thing for me. <laughs> like you're not going to see him ask for my job publicly and then yeah. act like we cool. But yeah. you know, I mean, it's business though. So I get, you know, it, we're talking millions of dollars here, you know? So I guess you know, some people will just get over those kind of things and not let it, let it hold them. Right. Yeah. But, but in the same vein, I would say that, you know, if he's cool with Nash at this point, if he's cool with Sean Marks and Joe Side, the owner, right, or governor, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's all rectified. And then I'm assuming he's okay with, with Kyrie because I saw a video of them working out in Cali not too long ago. Matter of fact, right before this whole uh, kumbaya moment with the owner in the, in the GM capping, that, you know, they were working out together in, in Cali, you know, playing basketball. So. Right. I would like to believe that they back on the one accord. I mean, you know, you know that that whole relationship to me is kind of weird because I I feel like, you know, you know, you, if you and I best friends, you know, you know, and then we started to work together. I would like to believe that even if stuff get rocky at 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 work, we can still have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we, right. you you should know my moves and what I feel like I'm doing before everybody else. If we best yeah. friends, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I feel like that whole relationship to me it is weird. Like I don't, I feel like that either they're just not, you know, they acting. They're acting apart and acting like they're not telling each other everything, but they really are, or they just not as tight as we think. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, you know, again, if we're we're super close off the court, then we should already be. We should already had this conversation before everything went down. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. at least that's how I would handle it. So, you know, from that perspective, you got you know a handful of people on board, but you still got the rest of the roster. I mean, especially yep. those guys that have been there, you know, in house, like you know Patty Mills and yep. Seth Curry, yep. you know, and uh, and um, what's my guys, uh, Claxton, yep. and those guys. Everybody that's been there. Like you need to, you know, you might need to kind of you know talk about talk to Royce O'Neal and other people that's on the roster now, but they know that you want to be traded. You actually yep. a trade, so yeah. You still need some have some reckoning with them. So if you fix that aspect, fix that issue, then let's go play basketball. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you can rectify it in house and just get, give it a last dance type of vibe, like we're going to lock in and we're going to roll and we're going to tr- try our best to win a title with this last hurrah in a sense, because we don't know what it's going to look like next year. Yep. Then if we all go all in and just focus on 82 games in the playoffs, then it could work. And I think that again, I think we both said it and we'll say it again. 
that this roster that they have currently constructed on the Nets is the best they've had since they KD and Kyrie have been there. True. You know, True. so you know, well, you also got the wild card of Ben Simmons too. So you got to reel that in. I almost forgot about that, but. Yet again, if you get those, you get those buy-ins. You got to get those buy-ins. That's the bottom yeah. line. You yeah. get those buy-ins from those cats and reel them back in and say, you know, let's 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 ride. You know, you know, a la Russell Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, I just threw ride. up in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you for that. Thank my boy, you. For that. Well, you know, how you think I feel? He's a, he's a Bronco. I'm a Chargers fan, so you know it is what it is. You know, <laughs> but I use what I can use for my for our network. So. You know, so yeah, if you can, if you can get that all that done, you get all that done, that's, then that's right. Oh Jesus, you beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Broncos country. You know, we get to add that part. Sheesh. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. So if you can get all that done, then that then right. I, I think that we looking at a formidable roster, and they could definitely get to make some noise. I even saw a post that Kyrie says he's going to focus on trying to have an MVP kind of a season. Now, if he's going to lock in and buy in. And he's going to play 82 games or close to it. Then they're 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 handful. I mean, let's yeah. be real about it. They're handful. I mean, we both kind of crowned Boston and Milwaukee being the odds-on favorites in the East preseason, yep. but they are a bit tough out for them as well. Oh yeah, because so. they, they have a very solid team around. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. KD and Kyrie, so it's not like they have scrubs. And it's young guys. Remember, they, when they first started out, it was a bunch of old heads. Like, they yeah. had Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and all these cats that was, you know, past their prime. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now they got a bunch of young guys. Yep. So, you know, that's that's a formula for, for success. If you ask me, ask the Warriors. Yeah. Let the young guys do all the heavy lifting and all the grunt work and in the, in the, in the veterans handle business when it's when, when the chips is down. Mm-hmm. And we win ball games. Yeah, yeah. Good so. team. So, like I said, at the end of the day, I think Durant – you know, ultimately lost in this, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to call it a loss, because I mean, when you when you do so much in the public, mm-hmm. having to walk yourself back, it's yeah. just not a good look. But hey, we're here now, so all things moving forward. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, all right. So let's take a quick break. Got a new ad to run um, for the new show. We're gonna run a quick ad real quick, and then we'll come back with our NFL segment. This is Sports Talk with Coach Curry. We we'll back in a minute twenty. There we go. Lockdown Defense family, Coach Defense here to announce that the flagship of the Sports Network, the Lockdown Defense podcast, is now broadcasting each and every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your popular platforms you get your podcast from, giving you week-to-week real, edgy, raw, and unfiltered content of the NBA and NFL. And if you've been listening to me up to this point, it wouldn't be a show without Chargers and Lakers news. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for sports, look no further than the Lockdown Davis podcast. As a tribute to fans of the show, if you'd like any questions answered on the show, please send me a message on social media between Friday and Tuesday at 10 p.m. to be eligible on the show. On Instagram, I'm Lockdown Davis Sports. On Twitter, I'm Lockdown Defense. So catch me each and every week live on Sports Talk each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Standard Time. That's a new day and time for Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt. Catch me Wednesdays on the Wild Wild West podcast at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, the podcast on Thursdays at 10 a.m. So, like, comment, and subscribe to the channels if you have not already because I'm truly here until I get banned. Now back to the show. All right, all right. We're back with our NFL segments for Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 75. 
you know, we had to get our NBA news out the way, but it is all about NFL right now. It really is. I mean, let's be real about it. I just, I wanted to give our takes on it because I know we got loyal listeners out there that love our NBA takes. So yep. I wanted to get that out the way, but it is cut down day. You know, some yeah. dreams were realized, some dreams were kind of dashed today. Um, you know, uh, definitely, you know, to the guys that have been out there working and didn't uh, see their uh, dream uh, come true at this moment. Look at it like a, like a dream deferred, not a dream lost. So uh, mm-hmm. just keep our dead grinding, keep working, and uh, you know the harder you work, the more likely you have success in it. So, so we got down to roster cut down days, and there was some trades that happened. There were some cuts that happened. Uh, a lot of things, you know, kind of shake up, uh, you know, the landscape of the NFL coming into uh, you know, you know, guess you can say game week come next week, right? Right. So, um, you know, let me get your reactions to what do you think of the most glaring? I, I guess we can do a threefold, twofold. With your most glaring trade and your most glaring cut. You know, maybe one or two of those. You know, to start off the segment. What what what, what was your most like? Oh my! I can't believe this happened. Type of uh, trade and or cut. Well, you know, we talked about this uh, pregame and offline. I still, I say. Jared Patterson with Washington Commanders was kind of my was uh, a shock to me. Right. right? I just mm-hmm. I just I mean, I, I understand football is a fickle business. It can be very, you know, business focused and mm-hmm. oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing seeing Jared released um, was still shocking to me. Right. But mm-hmm. like you said, we saw the handwriting on the wall with the emergence of uh, Robinson right. uh, uh, Gibson, who was the feature back uh, last year, was still very prominent, right? And then you mm-hmm. had McKissick, right? Um, and so you very rarely see teams carry four running backs on. Well, actually, I believe they did. I think they chose another kid over him too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me get that up name for you real quick while you're talking. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, Jarrett Jarrett was one, but um, outside of Jarrett, uh, another shock to me was uh, O.J. Howard was actually a shock um, to me. Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams was the guy they kept. Okay, okay. O.J. Howard was was my next shock, and Mm -hmm. only because the Bills were so uh, void of having a tight end presence uh, and I know OJ wasn't, you know, he, I think he's still, even though it's, uh, some months removed, um, and, and still battling injury. I thought that he was a good enough tight end to really contribute and mm-hmm. give some help to Buffalo in that position. And I know they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're 20, uh, they're, they're 20 personnel, 10 personnel type of, uh, team, but to have a tight end is still, to me, uh, a quarterback's friend, right? Because Mm -hmm. goal line, uh, third down, move the chains, that's what the tight end especially uh, can be very fruitful in an offense. So to see him released uh, was shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, Those were probably my two biggest shocks. Mm -hmm. Uh, To see Josh Gordon uh, released in a depleted, receiver uh core for the chiefs i mm. really thought listen we have we had seen um flash josh gordon make mm. two returns mm-hmm. um, from what his his battles right. and he looked like a man child each time so mm. when i saw him 
go to the Chiefs, a pass-happy offense, knowing that Tyreek was on the other side. I really thought this was going to be a great match made in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And it just never clicked. It just never came to fruition. Right. Uh, and now with his release, I'm just concerned. This may be at 31 years old and, and kind of looking the way he looked uh, last season. This may be his last, you know, go round uh, in the NFL. Hope not. Hope he gets another chance to take advantage of opportunity. Um, but at, this may be. And lastly, Josh Rosen, right? To see the fall of Josh Rosen is, I don't know if we've ever seen something uh, in this way. I mean, mm. we're talking four years removed and he's been on uh, one, two, three, four, five, six teams Jeez. in four years. Wow. Right. <laughs> now, listen, I know a lot of players that went around, but in four years, mm -hmm. six teams. Yeah, man. And Cleveland being his sixth team. I mean, you're talking about a 2018 uh, first round pick. Right. Being shipped around like that. This is worse than he's getting treated worse than Indianapolis Colts backup quarterbacks when Peyton Manning was playing. Right, they just shuffled them in and out. <laughs> Shuffle you know that you're gonna have the cleanest jersey and the uh, clipboard, your own personal clipboard. clipboard. You're right. Make a couple of you know, make some money, stay safe, be mm -hmm. able to walk away from the NFL game with all your marbles and and totally upright, right? Yeah. Uh, I can imagine most quarterbacks from Indy when he when Peyton was playing probably didn't even bring their helmet. To the stadium. My, right? my, why? Why? I mean, you know, you know you're not going to play. Yeah, don't even wash their uniform. Yeah, you right. Know, just, don't get dirty. Like, oh, I just, you know. Clean the white jersey. Yeah, Clean the white jersey ever seen. I haven't washed my jersey all season. I, right. I have no need. I haven't even sweat in it. So there you go. Um, but yeah, what are your, what are your, what are your, your shocks and, and, and reactions to roster drawdowns? Yeah, I want to start by saying that, I, you know, to, to your points that, you know, Josh O'Gordon, O.J. Howard, to me, are both, they're both puzzling to me because they're, you know, Josh is, yes, he's older and yes, he has had some struggles. But, you know, when they're when they're right and they're, you know, when they're when they're healthy, for sure, right, right. They, can't, they, you know, from a physical standpoint, physical prowess perspective, they should be contributors like O.J. Yeah. Howard is a freak of nature as a tight end. Like, yeah. You talking about six foot six? Like I want to say he's like two sixty. Yeah, and get, and get run. In, you know, I mean, long stride, big target. I mean, you would like to believe he's a more athletic Gronkowski. Yeah, it, with his with his body type. So when he didn't, you know, it's one of those things we didn't really fit or hit with uh, Tampa. He was like, okay, they just got a, a, a multi. He's just comfortable with Gronk. He must have the have the Gronk because him and Gronk are always on the same page. Yeah, Cameron Brick was the kind of secondary guy. You know, the kind of filled in. It was the secondary target on tight end. So it just was the tight end room was too crowded. Right. So when I feel like when you're Buffalo now, they have Dawson Knox there. That you know, he he has a good rapport with with Josh Allen. But I would thought they would use him as more of a two tight end role, have him be playing the you know the tight end two and run some more tight two tight end sets and run the ball a little bit more with right. the idea of having Devin Singletary back in and drafting James Cook, right? Mm -hmm. So I figured, you know, the, you know, it's a match made in heaven. He can be in that two tight end set. They can use that for more, like you said, more goal line and he can be a big target in the red zone. You know, it should be a match made in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Keep Josh out of having to scramble and run around and make plays all the time. Yeah. You know, it should fit. 
So I just don't get it. Like he didn't fit in Tampa. He didn't fit in Buffalo. They cut him, you know, and I'm just, I just don't, I'm just scratching my head as to why. Like I would, I would almost argue, you know, if we didn't have Donald Parham, who's a six, eight tight end, I would like charge mm-hmm. pick him up. Like you just, let's just see what he got. You know, I mean, okay. with nothing else, he just, he's just another target that we can utilize for depth, you know, kind of thing. But I, I, I just don't get it. You know, and then, like I said, right. Jerry's, Jerry's situation is more puzzling to me because I, I feel like he had a really good preseason, you know, from what I saw. So I don't think mm-hmm. he did anything wrong. It just they just brought a multitude of running backs in, um, and you would like to believe you would like to argue that McKissick's only there for a receiving perspective, but I think Jerry can do both. Yeah, for him to be a dual threat type of back, I don't just don't get why he didn't keep him. Yeah, you know, because I don't I don't know what the Jonathan Williams kid is. I'm, not, I'm not, I don't know who he is. I, I you know one way or the other. Right. But you know with Robinson being hurt, just you know he just literally got he out of the hospital today from being shot. Yeah. So you don't know when he's going to come back. So you would think that you, even if you were considering releasing Jared, you would pivot off of it because you might need him. Because Gibson's in a doghouse. So you're going to tell me you're going to rev- go back to Gibson as your primary runner rather than, you know, use Jared in a, in a, in a, in a at least in a split role. Yeah. You know, until, because Robinson, we don't know when he's going to come back and be healthy. He might not be till late in the season or next year. He got shot in the leg. And McKissick was off injured. Yeah. Off injured. And again, he's a third down back. He's not a runner. You never yeah. see him carry the ball like that. Right. So, you know, they chose, again, I saw a post today. They said they chose Jonathan Williams over Jerry Patterson. It was kind of, people were scratching their head. Even the fans were kind of like, why? Right. You know, so I didn't get those things. But, you know, for my own takes, you know, when it comes down to either trading, re-signing, and, and releasing, it's a lot. Um, Jimmy G coming back to San Fran, <laughs> that was, I was like, wow, and why? You know, I mean, you know, what does that, and what does that do for Trey Lance's psyche? He says he's cool with it. He likes having Jimmy G in the room. Right. Him out, so I don't know. You know, but it's kind of like it's kind of like you know the 49ers don't really want to pull a rip cord or pull a safety cord on Trey Lance yet because you know if he struggles they still want to be competitive because they have a roster that can compete in the wet in the in the in the I want to call it the East. I always want to call it the East, but it's not the East. It's, like, <laughs> it's the NFC, right? Right. I want to call it the, the West, the AFC, and the East, the NFC. But <laughs> but they can. It's a wide open NFC, so they mm-hmm. want to be able to compete. So if he struggles and they need to, I guess you can say, you know, have that security blanket in Jimmy G. I guess that's why they did it. Um, that was that was one, you know, big thing. Um, CJ Gar- Garner Johnson getting traded to the Eagles today. That mm. was a shocker to me, too, because I thought that, you know, him, he, just his tenacity and his grit, along with his cover skills is from a safety perspective, I thought that it would help and bolster the idea of having, you know, a, that third safety on the Saints that can play. Right. Um, to help their defense out because, you know, because I feel like, it, you know, I understand it was a contract issue. He was on his last year of his deal and, and the negotiation wasn't going well. But I would at least maybe try to at least go to the trade deadline before I pull the trigger. But And not to, and, the, and not to the Eagles. I mean, right. do they need any more firepower? That's what I'm saying. So you just bolstered their defense even more so. So that was yeah. like, that's good for the Eagles. Eagles defense looked good on paper for sure. Yes. Like, there ain't a whole lot of holes in that dynamic. You know, so they, they, they're they going to be even that much better defensively with that, that much more of a headache. Right, defensively than than we had prior to going them getting him, mm-hmm. you know. So that was another thing, you know. So I think that was again, like I, said, I just still shaking my head over Howard thing. I just don't get it. Right, and my boy, my my boy Lavisca Chanel getting traded to the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was shocked too. Yeah, it is because I was like, I'm like, I mean, I get it that they want to. I mean, you want to have a, another weapon for Baker, but you know, with the Jags. You know, I'm just like, okay, no dog, you don't no longer have DJ Shark. You got Christian Kirk. You got, um, who else? Who else is there? Like, is Christian they, Kirk and yeah, they lost, and who they, else? They Marvin lost Jones. The, yeah, I, 
Is it Marvin? Yeah, Marvin Jones is there. But yeah, you really have depleted your receiver core. DJ is in uh, what? Detroit. 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 Yeah. And now Chenault, who was uh, a, oh. another up and coming receiver. Zay Jones. They got Zay Jones. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Again, who, I mean, I know he he <laughs> right. was with Buffalo and Raiders. He yeah. 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 But again, it was uh, it was Shark um, yeah. until he got injured. And then right. next up was Chenault. And then right. he got injured. So now right. you've lost, you've given Sunshine limited resources so maybe they see yeah. something we don't but yeah, i don't that's, know that's strange it is i mean i get it you got etn and robinson with uh you know and they're both you know able pass catchers so i guess you're looking at it from a perspective that you got Evan ingram with tight end dan arnold who they got from the Panthers last year um with two tight ends you got christian kirk marvin jones a jones uh jamal Agnew, who's a more ingram kick catches uh ingram drops more footballs yeah, he, he does. Catches. He does. You're right. So unless he's fixed that problem, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of questioning that move. But <laughs> you don't fix it, stupid. Yeah, well, that get, they, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. You know, you really don't. Uh, yeah. You know, it is what it is. But um, but yeah. So I mean, that was my biggest things, and the fact that those are the biggest trades and um and 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 resigns that. But uh, what I laughed at was them uh the Raiders uh cutting Alex Leatherwood today. They uh their first round, yeah, they their first round pick and they yeah. ate like nine million dollars in cap just to get rid of them. How many times have you seen that? Like you was he it. was he that bad in in the preseason? You know what? I, I, I honestly truly this is what I think. This is just my this is just my hot take. I think they wanted they want the stink of John Gruden gone. That's fair. I think that's what it really what it is because I'm fair. not sure because I mean they were you know because it was an issue with him playing right tackle at one point he didn't fit there he's getting his butt kicked there mm-hmm. and he moved him in the guard and they said he played decent at guard but they drafted a guard uh, Dylan Parham who slide slid right into the left guard right so I guess the guys that that, that were in camp played better than Leatherwood in camp but I'm like you got him on the books for nine million dollars I would like give him another year my God right. he just got drafted last year. Yes, just just drafted. Yeah, last so year. so I'm like give the give the guy a break, but they <laughs> and I it was a it was a tweet that uh I think Ian Rappaport sent out. He said that uh they tried to trade him. They called all 32 teams in the league, and they all got nose. <laughs> that tells like, you. That tells, that you, tells you something. Yeah, I think I think with the price tag too, because he might get picked up in in, in in off the waiver wire free agency. But I think it's, it's the issue of the price tag because he was a first round pick. So they were like, we don't want a person that you're trying to get rid of for that kind of money. Right. You know, so I think that was what it was. You know, kind of like G situation. They, but he was costing so much. He cost $25 million. Right. You know, at the time. So I think that was issues more, it's more price than than fit. I think that's what the issue was. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that was shocking, you know. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got picked up by somebody just to see, just to see if if with what the Raiders uh, have issue with is really real or they just want to stink of John Gruden gone. Yeah, because I think because again, all the guys that John Green brought in outside of maybe Josh Jacobs, and they were shopping him at one point, I believe, that you know, Cleveland Farrell is in the doghouse, John Jonathan Abram is in the doghouse. So all the guys that they they drafted, you know, are in the doghouse or playing house. That might be what it was. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, if you look at it, um Leatherwood now, mm-hmm. uh Damian Arnett. Uh, yeah, Henry Ruggs. Ruggs, 
Henry yep. Ruggs, knowing yep. his situation. Yep. Like you said, Abrams, who I thought had potential. I did too. I like Abrams coming out of college. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I know his first year, you know, he he was a he was a, a hard knocks, you know, Cinderella, favorite. your favorite, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. End up hurting his, his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a hitter, right? He but was. It, it but you made a great point. It looks like all of that, all of the the, the people. That fell under the umbrella of being picked by Gruden. Mm-hmm. They're shipping out right now. Yeah, one by one, one by one. Like I said, they were so disgusted with Leatherwood, they just ate the nine million dollars in cap and said, go. "Let him go, just let go, him go, go forth and be married." <laughs> All thirty-two teams say no. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> they even I, called themselves and told themselves no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Matter of fact, they had a pre-recorded message. Yes, if this is yes. the Raiders, no. <laughs> Right, right. Yes, right. indeed. So, uh, anything, anybody, anybody else that kind of shocked you or you know intrigued you about where they either landed or, or got traded to? Uh, the last person is Philip Lindsay. I mean, we're talking a couple of years removed. He On a was, Pro Bowl. He's a Pro yeah, Bowl. Yeah, Pro Bowl. Yeah, and, and was a, a a great Denver um, running back at the mm-hmm. time, right? And yeah. you're talking about Texans and then the Colts, and now he's released. So. That's mm-hmm. my last. Oh, well, and Sony Michelle, we're talking about a Super Bowl winner who's mm-hmm. released. But one of the things about Sony, and if people are not aware, uh, at Georgia, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb was in the backfield at the same time. And mm-hmm. a lot of people thought Sony Michelle was a better runner until he hurt his knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was, mm-hmm. he's another, he's another, just because, you know, you're looking at um, a Super Bowl winner and, you know, two years, really a year removed mm-hmm. and is now released. And especially when you look at the Miami backfield and Mostert, even though he's a talented back, has been very injury prone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now he's released. But, hey, it always happens when they have to yeah. get down to 53-plus practice yeah. squad. Yeah. Somebody's a, a casualty of, of, of Somebody's the moment. Somebody's a casualty. Yes, indeed. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think there's gonna be some shifting around. Um, you know, pra- some people don't practice squad, and they may end, end up back on the roster if a couple injuries hit. Yeah. Um, so they could be back in the league and, and get that second chance, that second breath. So we'll see. Uh huh. We will see. So let's talk about let's talk about the conferences, right? And and the main topic and the main headline that's been flowing through of the whole AFC for in the entirety of the offseason is the AFC West. So. Here right now, as we finalize the 53-man roster, as we get into two, week one uh, in a week here and, and some change. Yeah. Who do you think is the best in the West? Top to bottom. Top to bottom? Yeah. Do I have to name them like one through four or just period? Yeah, let's, rank them. Let's, let's rank them. Let's rank them. Let's, let's rank them. Let's rank them. Let's rank them. So because they've been there, you mm-hmm. know, uh, to uh, to the to the spoils go to the, the king. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh that means the Chiefs. I still okay. got they still have, if not top, no less than top four quarterback in Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. leading the charge. I know they have a new wide receiver core, but they still have one of the greatest offensive minds um that's been coaching. And I'm gonna call him a great offensive coordinator. Um the enemy who's right. proven that they they can create uh, a great offense 
Uh, they still have one of the top two tight ends in the in the uh, NFL. And mm-hmm. I think now they have a uh, receiver committee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs, number okay. one. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I mean, okay. listen. There's a time. There's there's a moment that you 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 know if you've been dating, it's called you you level up, right? Mm-hmm. You you know that you're a, a four, and you bag a ten, right? And that's what <laughs> the charges four bag. Yeah, you're a, a four, and you bag a ten. That's okay. what it looks like in char in, in, in uh, Los Angeles right now. If you're a charger, I mean, you have a stunning quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have a very competent running back. You have arguably the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL in Keenan Allen. Uh, no argument to me. He's definitely the most underrated. But go oh, ahead. man. You're talking about route running and getting off jams, release. He just doesn't get enough credit. Nope. Very A very strong offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive line now is scary you already had bosa but then adding khalil mack that's Mm -hmm. that's scary uh linebacker core solid secondary probably i would argue uh step for step top five all the way around when you look at james coming back healthy uh the emergence of samuel and i know people are saying certain things but i'm just gonna go off what he did J.C. Jackson mm-hmm. was a dog, and now he's added over there. So mm-hmm. when you look across the board, the Chargers look super sexy, right? Okay. Um, so they're number two. Number three, I'm going to – and now this is where it gets tough. Number It should be 3A and 3B because mm-hmm. technically anybody that finishes fourth mm-hmm. is only because this division – is so is is so tough. Yeah, so, so tough, tough. Right? right? Um, when you look at Oakland or Las Vegas, mm-hmm. listen, uh, Derek Carr is un- underrated. We're talking about a re- uh, quarterback that can make every throw in the book, mm-hmm. every throw in the book. Um, with the number one wide receiver, and now, um, a top five tight end mm-hmm. and an underrated, again, an underrated receiver from Clemson, right? Uh, defensively, I think that's where people start to look like what's mm-hmm. going on. It gets questionable. And that's another trade we've kind of missed. They traded Trayvon Mullen today yeah. uh, to the Cardinals. So they lost another corner. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I can see why people are putting Las Vegas at number four. Mm-hmm. Um and putting Denver at number three. Because when I look at Denver, too, and the more I look at them, they have arguably, if not the number one young corner in the game, he's mm-hmm. no less than two, right? And certain. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're talking in the last three years of the draft, I mean, I mean, he pretty much is it. I mean, because, you know, everybody else has been off injured because you got uh, C.J. Henderson who's trying to, you know, revitalize or, you know, get get the stink off of Urban Meyer off, get the stink of Urban Meyer off of him right. in Carolina. Uh, Caleb Farley's coming off injury. Um, Jeff Okuda's been hurt twice. The young man yeah. in Carolina. Yeah. We, uh, um, what's his name? 
Because CJ Henderson's over there too. Is CJ Henderson, uh, Dante Jackson, who's the third corner? Uh, the young dude from um, from South Carolina. Uh, who? What's his name? I'm about to tell it? you. I'm about to tell you. I'm about to okay. tell you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It is uh, JC Horn. JC Horn. I, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. JC Horn. So, so yeah. JC Horn. So, so yeah. But when you look at Russell Wilson, look, mm-hmm. we we've seen what he can do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the best wide receiver core he's probably had across the board. Now I know they yeah. lost. Uh, what was it? Sutton. No, no, no. Patrick. Patrick, no, yeah, Tim Patrick, yeah. Tim Patrick. But even yeah. with losing Tim Patrick, right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you look at who they have coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh they had Sutton, they had uh Judy. Judy, then T- they uh, had Hamler. Yeah, Hamler, Hamler, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you look at that, and Patrick was an emerging star, and mm-hmm. he's he's out. They said they have a very strong running game. We've seen what uh Russell can do with a strong running game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to put Denver three and then I'm going to put Las Vegas four only because when I look defensively, I think Denver has a better defense overall than Vegas does. Yeah, that's a valid point. And I, and I, I share most of that sentiment. Again, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I, I, I would like to believe, you know, as a Chargers fan, of course, your people say I'm biased, but I would like to believe that, uh, you know, because we played them tough and we've been the only team that really in the division has beaten them in the last uh two to three years, right? That it's, you know, that you will put you want to supplant the charges above the Chiefs, but yet again, you know, we let them off the hook in the overtime last year, too. That's another conversation, but you know, again, it's the Ric Flair adage until the beat the man, you gotta beat the man, yep. you know, and so until we literally take it from the Chiefs, you right. know, we you have to put them a slight, give them a slight edge at one, you know, and then of course, us at two. You know, because you know the the rise, you know the the rise in in the ranks that we we put ourselves into in the last three years since we had Justin Herbert, right? You know, is 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 something you can't overlook. Yeah, you know, people want to overlook them. You know, overlook the Chargers so bad as being the second team in L.A. You know, playing second fiddle to the Rams, all this kind of stuff. But yet again, you know, you can't ignore. And I think there's a little bit of fear in some people's mind too that. They, if this team fulfills their their prophecy, it fulfills their potential. They can run rough shot over anybody. Oh yes, sir. so so it's just one of those things. You just got to go out there and do it. Yep. So with that being said, of course, we clear clear number two. You know, you know, it's, it's close. You know, they're nipping on the Chiefs' heels, and I feel mm-hmm. like you know, especially with Tyreek Hill not being there, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you got J.C. Jackson, you know, in in both of your secondary, your pass rush for their expressed interest of limiting Tyreek Hill and he leaves the division that makes it even better for the Chargers you know because yep. with a better with a with a better defense on top of the fact that you know you have a you know top 10 top 5 offense mm-hmm. that that should be a match made in heaven if you stay healthy so yeah so in the Broncos you know they definitely are you know they again they, they're cut above the Raiders for that reason cuz I think they're better defensively and um yeah. and if I had and if I had to pit Russell Wilson against Derek Carr in in a game with, mm-hmm. the, with his team versus his team, I would definitely give the nod to Russell Wilson, you know, okay. from a from a uh, from a quarterback perspective. So, you know, no no knock against Derek Carr, but again, I think you know he's only the fourth quarterback um, in his division um, in the rankings, in my opinion, because he's just in a, such a tough division. I feel like he would probably be the second best quarterback, practically in the other division, if you if you be yep. honest about it. You yep. know, so if he was in any other division in, in the whole entire league right now, he would probably be number two, you know, if not number one, because I think it would be he'd probably be the best quarterback in the AFC South right now. If you think about it, yeah, 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 yeah. So, easy, yeah. easy. So, 
because I think every other division has an elite quarterback, you yep. know, because you know for sure. But but yeah, but South he would definitely be number one. So you know, see, I, I think the rankings are, are pretty spot on. So we'll we'll see how things shake out. And the Raiders and the Chargers happen to play Week One, so that's going to be interesting too. So uh, so we got to get ready for that. But um, yeah, but I, I think that Chargers can ultimately take the throne. You just got to take it though. You know, they're gonna give it to you. You got to yep. take it. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the NFC. Now, I have a, a contrasting question in this regard. So, you know, because the AFC is so loaded yep. from a team perspective and a talent perspective, quarterback perspective, I mean, you name it, uh, that kind of leaves the NFC, you know, to me, um, a bit of uh, anybody, anybody's ball game. Yeah. So how wide open do you think the NFC is this year as far as who can contend, who ultimately can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year? So it depends on what you mean by wide open, right? Um, and what I mean by that is if you're saying that there's the top tier, mm-hmm. then it's it's open. But mm-hmm. the thing with the NFC is it's split, right? You have the dominant mm-hmm. and then you have the trash, you have the dumpster, you have the dominant and the dumpster, uh-huh. right? So the dominant you look at, uh, you have the Rams, mm-hmm. uh, you have technically, uh, and this is in no order, uh, you have the Rams, you have the Saints, mm-hmm. you still have Green Bay, um, mm-hmm. and Tampa Bay, even though I'm concerned with Tampa Bay, because of the offensive line, right. but you have Tampa Bay, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you have some potentials, but they're still at the the the, the bottom, right? And right. even I'll put the Eagles, I'll put the Eagles up there paper mm-hmm. wise. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at everything else, it's you have the the um I just had a brain fart. So the Bears, no. Dallas yeah. floats around. But it's again, Dallas is a tease, right? It's like going to a strip club and being the ugly guy. You go there with hopes, but you know you're walking out with nothing, right? right. That's it. That's it. You you spend all that money thinking uh-huh. that it's possible, right. and then you 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 leave you 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 leave back in your car uh, mm-hmm. by yourself, and you go home and watch uh, the Late Show and Seinfeld, right? Uh, and eight 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 two three hundred. Uh, Rinko commercials by yourself, right? Right. right. Um, but then when you look outside of that, Carolina is still coming back around. Again, there's mm. potential, but you wouldn't put them up against the top tier teams, right? No, no, so not at all. To me, it's open if we're talking about the 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 top tier teams. Any mm-hmm. of those teams could. On the on the on the dependent depending on the day, mm-hmm. they could be. I mean, we look at last year. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay was one stop away from going back to the Super Bowl, True. basically, right? One, uh, the Rams won that on a throw, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we saw it as a as as defensive eyes looking from the defensive lens. They send a blitz, the safety doesn't pick up, and he throws it right over top. Mm-hmm. There it is. Uh, but when you start looking at, if you compare the NFC to the AFC, you can go hell, 
damn near eight, nine teams down in AFC, and they're all minute right there. It really depends mm-hmm. on how the wind's blowing. And yeah. the NFC, it's going to take a damn complete fallout for certain things that happen in the NFC. So mm-hmm. the long answer to a short question is, is it wide open? Not really. I think it's the elite, and then it's everybody else. True. Yeah. I, and I, I have I have questions. And that's why I pose this question, because I want to look at teams like the Arizona, especially with the move they made today. But, um, you know, and then, you know, the, you're going to look to get D-Hop back, you know, quarter way through the season. Yeah. Um, that team um, getting a much needed bonus and having a corner in their room. They definitely need a corner. They need a corner real bad. They have a good ones since Patrick Peterson. Yeah. That team, uh, what the 49ers can do if they comp- if their quarterback is competent. That That's a question mark. Yeah. Um, we can pretty much pretty much write off Seattle altogether. Um, you know, I think Carolina has a puncher's chance to win a few games, but I don't I don't really count them out. I want to count them in the in the in the bubble. But my but again, the the idea of uh, the Saints, what if the Saints have a competent quarterback play, they could be scary. Yes. They could be scary. Yes. So so and then people, I I don't I don't I don't crown them at all. But people want to give the Vikings a lot of uh, get the hell out of here. They do. People have Get been the talking. Hell out of here. They've been talking about the Vikings as if they, with them having an offensive coach now, with them them having a, a a competent offensive coach and Kirk Cousins and all those weapons that they are a, they could be a dark horse. I, I, I kid you not. I've heard it from multiple analysts to say they're talking Vikings, and I'm not on that train. I'm sorry. How, how dark is this horse we talking? I I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's 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 dark. This is brown. This is brown. It's, it's purple. It's black and purple. Okay. That's how dark that horse is. Listen, right. as long as Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback, the quarterback yeah. Yeah, of exactly. Minnesota, even with Jefferson Thielen coming back looking, right. you know, they're saying that he's coming back looking uh, top tier again. Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. And as long as Kirk Cousins I, is I a quarterback, agree. Minnesota is mm. just going to be Minnesota. Right. right. So, yeah, man. But I agree with you on the Saints. If they get – if Jameis can be 80% mm-hmm. of what he was – because people have to remember, the Saints were 5-2 and two before he went out. They were. And they weren't asking him to do a whole lot, right? And, he, they, and was, they didn't have not near the weapons that they have now. No, no. Now, I no know, Michael Thomas, no Jarvis Landry, no Chris Olave. Nope. And I know Kamara is still going through his situation. So that may hurt a little bit from a running back perspective, but they mm-hmm. have, um, what's his name? Uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, right? Yeah. Who's still a competent, solid running back. So yeah. you're not asking him to, to carry 350 times and do all that. You're asking him to be a solid running back, get you a thousand, mm. some catches. Because you got a receiver well, core that's lights out. And, then, and there's also a multitude of, we just talked about a Phillips Lindsay, Jared Patterson, a few other people are sitting on. Oh, I would on. love Jared Patterson and the Saints. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if they, if they feel like Kamara's going to get suspended, they can just go out and get them now. And yep. it's insurance policy if they need yep. an extra runner. Yeah. So, yep. um, but yep. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to. Back to Minnesota. Yeah. You just, you just made me sick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I mean, yet again, up. you know, we, like I said, we're talking, we're talking dark horse. Uh, you know, you know, type of vibe. So, uh, for them, but you know, and then the Eagles, you know, to me, they're to me, they're they're their class of the NFC East. To me, I don't believe in Dallas at all, but people are right. giving Dallas credit. So, I would say for sure that you know, again, it's it's the it's the it's the it, you're looking at the top tier, 
because they say Matt Stafford's got an injury issue with his arm, right? Let's just say that's worse than we think. Right. The O-line is the shambles for the Bucks. So that's a problem. Anybody that can get pressure on Tom Brady in his face, always we always know this to be yep. true that, that that's gonna be a problem with Tom Brady. So that's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna stymie both those teams that are favorite in that yep. in that in that division. So with the Eagles, you know, gonna go as far as Jalen Hurts takes them with a solid defense. So, you know, here we go. So so my question, I guess the the open the wide open question would be can any of those teams, you know shock us and, and be there at the end is my is my is the, is the question at hand philly I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna rock with philly and say philly could be that team that shocks us i don't trust the cardinals mm-hmm. i don't trust dallas but when i look at on paper health wise as well mm-hmm. and and the weapons that they have coming back um i'm giving it to philly right mm-hmm. and i think i think anybody who looks other uh, look at look at Rich. <laughs> if, if you look, if you look any place else, I think you're you're overlooking the situation. Yeah. Jalen Hurts again is a winner, and he's mm-hmm. proven that he has a mental a mental resilience uh, that's a perfect makeup for a quarterback. Right, four mm-hmm. years in college, having to be a great teammate, uh, losing his starting job, coming back in, getting. Uh, Alabama to where they had to go passing, going to Oklahoma, having those years and to develop uh, and develop. Look at that. Could break a hip. Developing. Look look at the follow up comment. (laughs) I mean, he missed 11 days looking at Nurse at home. (laughs) So you look at Jalen Hurts, right? Mike uh, Sanders is a great running back for that system. Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders. Okay. Yeah. It's a great running back for that system. Yep. But then when you look at the receiver core and the tight end that they have, yeah. uh, A.J. Brown's a man-child. Yeah. Devontae Smith was yeah. very was, – was spot on, right? Mm-hmm. And then defensively to me, mm-hmm. Philly's defense, man. Listen, you, I'm salivating. <laughs> Bruh, like, when you look was, at Philly's listen. defense, I don't know what people was thinking, but they've given Philly – a, a lot, lot to work with. Yes, a lot to work with. You yeah, talking man. about? Are uh, you talking about? You talking about uh, Slay and Bradbury on the outside and corner? You talking about drafting Jordan Davis in the middle along with Fletcher Cox, right? You put parents them two them two animals in the middle, right? Derek Barnett's still there. Yeah, Nicobe Dean is in the middle in in, in, in Roman side sideline to sideline at, at linebacker. Yeah, and you going? Did you going to mess around and trade with CJ Gardner Johnson? Was a it was a hybrid corner at safety. Yeah, that you can just move around and, and and use them as a gadget guy. From you know one, I can't wait to see what they do um, yeah. from a from a scheme perspective. So yeah. I'm just waiting for it. I'm yeah. just waiting for it. So yeah, so I mean that's who I say is uh yeah. if anybody could shock us, it's yeah. Silly. So yeah, so I guess the bottom line is it is if any of those top tier teams falter, then you know who who could be that you know air quote. Uh, I won't call them dark horse, but that team that could supplant uh, one of those teams if if things don't break right for them injury. Or if Stafford's armies, and that's that's what that's basically what I drove drove it. At. I think we both land on the Eagles being that one of those teams. I yep. I, I think I think that because they're divisional rivals, I think the 49ers could be, you know, could be one of those teams. Because I mean, the Rams yeah. always struggle with the 49ers, even with you know, despite who the quarterback was, they always struggle yep. with them. Yep. 
Oh wow, what's the over and under a Dak breaking his leg? <laughs> Jesus, Rich. Jesus, damn. So, you the, the, I don't want you on that man. Death dealer today, Rich. He must what? be. He must be. He must be. So yeah. So Did yeah, Big I, Mac not have two quarter, nah, two pieces of meat in the Big Mac. No, no, he had a special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So um, yeah. So I would say that for sure that you know it, it probably would be the Eagles. Yeah. You know, is, is the most likely source. But I mean, I mean, honestly, and truly, do we really want to call it that? Because if they win a division, I mean, they should be right there. I, I got to win a yes. division. I do. Yes. You know, I think they'll beat Dallas. I think they'll beat Dallas out in the division. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk about uh, uh, uh the NFL top five. The NFL top one hundred has come out and it's in in from one hundred and uh, you know, it's been some. I guess you can say some contra- controversial conversation about. The, uh, the the last 10 to top five uh, people in uh, uh, grouping uh, that the players voted on. So yeah. we're going to play a quick game called Agree or Disagree. Okay. Um, based upon the uh, one through five, do we agree or disagree with them being in that position and why? Okay. So starting from the bottom and working our way up to number five is Jonathan Taylor. Do we agree that he should be number five? All things considered, yes. Based upon the year he had last year, yeah, yeah, I think I think that honestly, truly, he could have a better year this year with a better quarterback. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, you, you have it. It's funny because you have two quarterbacks, a D lineman, a, a wide receiver, and a running back. So I guess it kind of it kind of spread evenly around the positions, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next one is Cooper Cup at number four. You thinking about it? <laughs> you struggling with? Listen, listen. If you look at stats uh-huh. and you base it off being a triple crown winner, yeah, yes. If you're basing on the best in the NFL mm-hmm. at his position, no. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I would say that if you had to go pound for pound, play for play, person to person, I'm going Devontae Adams over oh, Cooper Cup all, all day, all yeah. day. Come yeah. on now, come but on! I'm not going to hate on Cooper Cup because I drafted him in fantasy, so I hope he has a, another triple crown year this year. So he had a tri- listen, he had a triple crown, right? That's yeah. why I say if you look at stats, mm-hmm. you give it. If you give it to him, it's because of stats. But if you're talking about the dog, the number one, right? The Optimus Prime. Yeah. So let's ask this question: One play for all the marbles. Who you want? Devontae. Okay. <laughs> That's all. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Where's my money? Where's right. my money, bro? <laughs> uh, all right. So now this is gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. So yep. number three was Aaron Rodgers. Because I'm petty. <laughs> yes. Because I'm petty. Uh-huh. No, but Looking at everything again, thirteen and three, uh, MVP, back to back MVPs. Yes, fair. You know what's funny because uh, it's tough. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? I could move him to two. I can move him to over to Aaron Donald. I didn't. I see. We're getting to Aaron Donald. My 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 bad. <laughs> Oh, Rich disagrees. It's all Kurt. I'm not certain that Adams can perform as well as come if he only played in the slot. Y'all, y'all almost made me cuss. <laughs> y'all almost made me cuss, Rich. 
<laughs> oh. Rich, Rich, for half a second, I was about to say you don't know football. Oh, wow. He also said Rodgers deserve to be higher than three. And you have crack in your beard. <laughs> uh, oh man I, listen uh, and i hate your face you. i hate your I face you. oh man i hate your face rich oh, make me want to ball up both my fists and go on a Ground pound sensation. <laughs> no cursing yet. Uh, Rich is doing to you with with McDungus does to me on the Wild West podcast. He has to right. he has to antagonize you enough to get yes. a reaction, then he'll leave you alone. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You make me want to ball my fist up and go into a silverback angry in the in the jungle situation. Beat your face in. <laughs> right. You're right, but I'll lock your refrigerator and then see you get upset. <laughs> All right. Let's, let, All we're right. going to try to stay on topic. Yeah, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers at three for me. I mean, it's hard to argue numbers, but I guess my, my pause for Aaron Rodgers is, is, is playoffs. Yeah. Like, he really, he really pisses me off when he comes out of the playoffs. He can't. Mm-hmm. He re- refuses to be uh, aggressive. Right. You know, he refuses to go out and win games. He all about flash and dash and pretty and and my quarterback rating and my accuracy and all this crap. When you it's, it's not about pretty, it's not about it's surviving advance when it comes to the playoffs. I don't give a damn how mm-hmm. ugly it is, get it done. And he refuses yep. to do that. And he's been he's been laying on that particular ideology for too long. So that so that's what gives me pause for me. Cause I will honestly truly believe, like if I, you know, I would I would argue this for playoffs, right. Like, like if I just had to, if I had to pick a playoff quarterback, we're not talking Tom Brady because Tom Brady is is a different category, all time, right? In, in playoffs, especially with this multitude of rings, but I would argue at this point in time, like I would literally take Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Right now, the regular season is a whole other conversation, but the playoffs to go win me a game, I'm gonna put them boy, them two boys in the lineup before I put. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in this, so that kind of gives me gives me pause for that. So it's kind of a it's kind of a it's kind of shaky for me, right? At my three, I mean, all time great talent. I've never seen somebody throw the football the way he throws it. He's, I mean, extremely accurate. You know, just to, let's just just call it what it is. Yeah. You know, but if you, I just need you to be that guy in the playoffs. You be that guy in the playoffs, then I'll handle beef. Yeah. But but until you do that, which I mean, yet again, with with the situation he's in now versus what he had in the past, he may not get there again. But who knows? Exactly, but yet again, for right now, as it is stand right now, all the all the marbles, and, and I, I can't pick Tom Brady. I'm, I'm not picking that Rodgers either. I get between choose between Patrick Holmes and Josh Allen. Exactly, Damn. exactly. So. All right, so number two is Aaron Donald. Agree or disagree at number two? Disagree. Okay, why do you disagree? He's the most dominant NFL player at his position. He can change the game the most the fastest mm-hmm. uh with all all chips aside he he is the most dominant NFL player um right now right um single-handedly two plays wrecked the Bengals whole life uh whole mm-hmm. life right mm-hmm. and the thing I love about Aaron Donald is this 
he shows up in the moment. Yes. Unlike Aaron Rodgers. At, unlike Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shows up in the moment. Right. And so, and he consistently shows up. You, yeah. you, you, you don't have to wonder about Aaron Donald. You don't nope. have to wonder, is he going to make the play or is he taking plays off or is he, he being, you know, mercurial or uh, going through something mentally, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's super consistent. You know what you're going to get play in and play out. So 100%. Um, it's actually a disservice for him to be number two, two years in a row. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean – it's, it's, I would, it's almost one of those things where you got to have, to me, I hit co-number ones. I mean, because I can't argue Tom Brady being number one because he's the greatest of all time. Right. You know, but but again, Aaron Donald being that, you know, I mean, I'm par, I'm biased, I'm partial, obviously, you know, because I'm a defensive guy. Right. You know, so I would choose the defensive guy over, or, or you know, anybody. However, you know, quarterback <laughs> has the ball in his hands every play. Yeah. You know, and then the, the, and the level by which Tom is getting it done at 44 years old, it's hard to argue that. So, I mean, for me, yeah. it's, it's, it's 1A, 1B. You know, for me, I think there's a co-leading one in Aaron Donald and Tom Brady being the most dominant players at each position, yep. quarterback and 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 uh, defensive line. So that's where it lands for me. Mm-hmm. All right. So last segment we're going to do is called the good, the bad and the ugly. All right. So we're going to rank teams. We're going to I think I have about 12 teams here. OK, that we're going to rank and in, 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 in terms of are the season going to be good. If this is going to be bad or is it going to be flat out ugly? So uh, starting from the top, the Bears, uh, the good, the bad, or the ugly for the Bears this year, and why? The Real ugly. quick, the ugly because they're 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 still developing, right, and they're still mm-hmm. building around uh, fields, uh, lacking weapons across the board mm-hmm. uh, to help fields. They're they're going to be they're going to be ugly. Rich, I hate you. <laughs> I didn't put it out there. Rich, I hate you. You're funny, but I hate you. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Made me kick you in the cooter. <laughs> <laughs> you made me kick you in the cooter, Rich. <laughs> oh man. But yes, yes, but yeah, you're right. There are definitely still a lot of growing pains in there. And uh and I definitely believe I agree with you on the ugly because I think that you know they are Floundering in a sense, you know, they aren't making waves and steps to build around just to feels like they should. You know, mm-hmm. they need to take a page out of the Chargers and the Bengals book of how to build around their franchise quarterback and make them take those steps to, you know, uh, honestly, and truly, um, you know, protect and, and covet that that guy that yep. you have. Yep. You know, because once you have that guy, then it's a lot of it's a lot of easy nights, easy, easier nights of sleep you have when you know yep. you have that guy. Yeah. So yeah, I do believe it's going to be ugly, and um, and I just pray that Justin Fields doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's all the thing I pray for, um, for him in that team. Other than that, it let it just fall what he may. Yeah. All right, the Bengals, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The now, mind you, this Super Bowl Super Bowl hangover is 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 a thing. The good, I I think I strongly believe in just Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, his mental mm-hmm. strength and mm-hmm. his his ability to lead a team back right you still have Jamar Chase coming back T Higgins Tyler Boyd they're not going to magically forget how mm-hmm. to how to play um receiver and that's probably again it might not be the number 1 receiver core but you're you're definitely talking about them as as top tier Joe mm-hmm. Mixon is underrated uh as a running back he's very strong and secretly 
um, Cincinnati's defense is solid, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to be – no one's asking Cincinnati's defense to be the 86 Bears, uh, the 2002 Ravens. They're mm-hmm. asking them to be solid. And mm-hmm. the Bengals showed last year they could be a solid defense. So I say the good. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I think that Joe Burrow is would be the reason, and the fact that they fixed the O line. Like that was my yeah. biggest issue, yeah. fixing the O line. So they did that. I mean, they fixed it top to bottom, like from one to five. They fixed it. So kudos to the front office for for understanding the in in, a, in seizing the moment, unlike some franchises. So I would say, yeah, I believe the good as well. I think that Joe Burrow would be the reason why they they don't take a step back and have that Super Bowl decline that most teams have after reaching the Super Bowl. Because it, it applies to both teams. The team that made it, the team that won, they typically both have a drop-off or hangover, kind of get complacent in a sense. But I don't think that the Rams or the uh, or the uh, Bengals should have a, a truly down year, in my opinion. Right. Assuming health, obviously. Right. All right, so the Bills. Oh, they're good. They're, okay. they're, you look at what they did last year. Mm-hmm. Coming back, they've only improved, so they're mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I would say that as well. I mean, my only again, my my only caveat to me because you're you're a team that lives in upstate New York. Yep. Figure out a way, and and I and I pray because you drafted James Con James Cook, that I hope that you figure out a way to utilize the running game in in a, in a better light. Yeah. Um, you do have a new offensive coordinator now. Ken Dorsey from was uh, upgraded from the quarterback coach to the OC when Brian Dayball left. Mm-hmm. So you would like to believe similar system, not much different. Um, from a play calling perspective, but figure out a way to run the ball, especially yeah. against the uh, you know late October, November, December time frame. Playing the Buffalo, you gotta have a running game. Yeah. So if they can do that, then I pro- I promise you they'll be good for good for them. So I'm with you on that. All right. So Richard love this one. He already gave his opinion on it, but we're going to talk about it as well. The Broncos. I'm gonna say the good. Think so. Yeah, considering where they were last year to come mm-hmm. in, I mean, I don't, I don't see Russell Wilson regressing them. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a very, again, a very solid uh, uh, receiver core. Mm-hmm. The running backs, solid defense, very well. Russell's just an addition. Uh, I'm gonna say the good. Okay, Rich said the bad. Actually, I was surprised he said the bad. That's his squad, but. Uh, yeah, I think that only thing that's and I, I express this to him as well um, in our podcast that you know only thing that's really to me going to hold the Broncos back in a sense or kind of kind of keep them coming out of the gate slow is their offense. Right. It's because I feel like well twofold because you got to do defensive coordinator because because uh, Fangio's gone who was right. the catalyst of running that defense the way it made it top tier last year and you also have a new new whole new regime from an offensive perspective with Hackett coming in yeah and this first time head coach new offensive system. You know, new quarterback, you know, meshing mm-hmm. with the new weapons, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, yet again, if, if they're smart about it, they will lean on their running game and that nice O-line that they have. Let Russell, you know, uh, make plays and get those receivers involved off the run game. And they, you know, use utilize that early. Then you can open up the playbook and start moving the ball, pushing the ball down the field later in the season. But if they do that, then I think that you honestly and truly um, will have, a, you know, a, a better showing offensively than you had in the last few years. So. Um, I would lean towards a good, but it's just it just depending upon what the, what they do offensively. Right. Oh, okay. He said the bad is because he's concerned about their run defense. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, concerned about their run defense and the pressure to, um, up the middle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. Again, it's 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 kind of a caveat for me, but again, you know, they have the ability to be good. I think. So. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the Browns. The bad. So I would say the ugly. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 saying the bad only because it's gonna be eleven games. 
yeah. without Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. And we saw how Deshaun Watson looked even when he was playing, right? True, true. Being gone from the game this long has had him. He's rusty. And he's sure. now going to be gone almost the equivalent of two I, years. I checked him today. He had to get out of the office building today. Yeah. I think so, about it. So, yeah, he's going to still think. I still think they have a solid defense. They have a great running game, even though Kareem Hunt wants to be traded. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a strong receiver core. I know people say about Mari Cooper. Uh, I can't drop them down to the ugly, so I'm going to say the bad. Hmm. <laughs> you said Washington's gonna look awful. I I don't know, Rich. I I kind of I'm kind of on your side with this because I'm concerned. Like he again, two he will it'll be a full two years. He's played a full game, you yeah. know, by the time he comes back. So I I think that he it, it could it could be rough rough sled. Played the Texans first game, so that's that might be helpful, you know, to kind of get your sea legs under you. But yeah, you know, but again, he can't even practice until like you know like three or four weeks before he even play. Yeah. So that's that's again that's a that's a I guess they say it's it's a wait and see, but yeah, I think it's gonna be ugly because I, mm-hmm. I watched the Kobe in a couple of preseason games. And I was like, this dude, ugh. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, he's a great dude. I mean, Joe Robinson is a great teammate. He's a great guy. You know, I've heard him talk, and 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 heard people that I know have talked to him in short order, and he's a good guy. He's just not a great quarterback. I mean, I'm just be honest, and I think that them having that tough schedule in that middle of the middle of the pack when they, after they get through the first four. It's, it's going to get ugly for him. I really right. do. And then right. knowing knowing that Jacoby said is limited co- as a quarterback and they, and they want to lean on their running game, they're just going to load the box up and dare you to throw. Yep. That's what I would do. Yep. That's what I would do. So, again, I think it's going to be ugly. And, and I think this whole year is going to be ugly because I think, just like Rich said, I think even when Deshaun comes back, I think it's going to be – he's going to take some him a while to get back to the level that he can play at. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's going to be ugly for me. Okay. All right, so the the Chiefs, good, bad, or ugly. This is this is this is weird, right? Because mm-hmm. we're we're used to the Chiefs of what we we become accustomed to, mm-hmm. right? So I'm gonna say I'm going to say the bad only because they're not to me they're not going to look like the the the, the dominant force mm-hmm, that we're used mm-hmm. to seeing so right. i'm saying the bad but that's only because they're going to have to adjust and this is going to be an adjustment in my opinion yes i agree losing two key pieces one tyrone matthew and tyreek hill so that's why i say the bad okay i like that yeah i, I agree with that totally i think that's going to be it's going to be a learning curve and yeah. the fact that they got a really tough schedule on top of that playing the first place schedule and having to relearn or re you know re re invent themselves offensively along the way is going to be rough for them. Yep. Yep. So I, I think it's going to be bad as well. Slightly bad, but again, you know, they just, until they really figure it out and who they, how they want to run their offense, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Yep. All right. So Dallas, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> I was going to get bad, but you gave him ugly. Okay. I gave him ugly. You're talking yeah. about now you lost your, you lost your tackle. You're right. I forgot to be lost Tyron Smith. Yeah, yep. you're right. You're right. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you're right. I might. I'll change mine. You're right. It's gonna be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't. Ha- you. You're. You're one receiver in right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you're 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 dependent on Elliott and Dak, but you have no other receiver besides CD Lamb. And this is going to be yeah, a learning yeah, curve. A- yeah, it's going to be a learning curve because. Um, you don't have another a, a number two. 
This is going to be CDE having to understand what it really means to be a number one wide receiver. I think he's super talented. I think he will get it done. It's just going to be a uh, it's going to be the growing pains because now you yeah. go from I mean, don't being, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. 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 The ugly. Yeah. The ugly. I, I agree. The Rams. It, Stafford's elbow would tell us if he's if he's okay, the good. If his yeah. Stafford's elbow is 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 struggling or keeping him out of games, it's going to be the bad. Yeah, I agree with that totally as well. I share the same sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. So is really contingent upon how good how good or bad that elbow is, or does it deteriorate over time? Yeah, it would be the question. So yeah, that's that's what uh, West work it lies at where it's contingent upon. All right, so Seattle, I think we both agree what this is going to be. The ugly, <laughs> the ugly. Yeah, I think we're going to be Geno Smith is your quarterback, and and I and I really I don't I, again I'm still wrestling with the idea of what Pete Carroll was thinking because yeah. he had options quarterback wise. He could have been more formidable at quarterback, yeah. but he decided to uh, keep Drew Lock and run with Geno Smith. So yeah, I feel like it's going to be ugly in, in Seattle. And I feel like they did everything else right, though. Like, they went out and got a couple of O-linemen. They got good, they got a running back. You know, they built some, got some good defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. I think they did well for themselves in the draft and the free agency, but no quarterback, no no, no wins. Let's just right. be real about it. Right. So, yeah, I feel like it's going to be ugly. All right, the Steelers. I was high on the Steelers. Even though the injuries are not expected to be long mm-hmm. withstanding, um, I want to say the good just because mm. people are counting them out. Right. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the good. Okay. Now, it's only good for me if Kenny Pickett starts. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's the bad if if, Mr., if they go back and forth and they're kind of waffling who they want to be the starter and if Mr. Trubisky plays and he stinks early and mm-hmm. then, they go to, then they go to Kenny, I think it's still going to be bad. Okay. I think you just need to just, just pull the bandaid off, let him start, let him, let him learn on, on, on the fly. And, he and look good. Yes, he, he has, and I think that he's very decisive in his reads. And I think the, I think the, the locker room likes him, mm-hmm. and then he's ultimately going to be a future. Why not now? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think it's going to be good if Kenny plays. If if they waffle between who the starter is, it could be the bad. Okay, the Texans, the bad, the bad. Yeah, I think I think Davis Mills will 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 enlighten some people. Um, yeah. but I think that it's still going to be the bad because a lot of a lot of growing and need need to be had in 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 Houston. Yep. Yeah, a lot of growing. They still got a, like a lot of holes <laughs> from a yeah. roster perspective. They yeah. did well from Southern Drive. I think we both said that. Yeah, I think they did well in the free agency in the draft, but they got a long way to go. Yep, long way to go. All right, so lastly, is the Vikings. The bad. <laughs> I want to say the ugly because all uh, that talent they have, but uh, that would just be because I don't like her Kirk cousins. cousins. Sure. So the so the bad. Yeah, you. I mean, again, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Irv Smith, Justin Jefferson. You would like the old line is solid. Yes. You would like to believe. Like, if they had any other quarterback that was legit, they, this team would go far. Oh, my gosh. They would oh, light it up. It would. But it's Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Mr. Gu- Mr. Guaranteed Money. I, I got to give Kirk Cousins a lot of credit, though. He yeah. is Mr. Guaranteed Money. So, hey. The hobo yeah. Michael Phelps. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. So, that, that, so I think yeah, I'm going to say the bad. Did you say the ugly or the bad? I said the bad. Bad. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say the bad. Yeah, well, but again, it's a wait and see. I mean, Kirk Cousins could shock us in this new offense, but I don't. I'm not putting no money on that. No, he'll give you three games of 300 plus yards. He'll look amazing, and then he'll disappear and continue stealing money from the Vikings and the NFL. 
That's a fact. That's a fact. He said, "Yo, like the Kirk Cousins say the same name as you." <laughs> no, you liar! It's Kurt and Kirk. It's two different things. You Neanderthal. <laughs> y'all are some fools, man. I'm gonna have to bring Rich back on the show so y'all can y'all can do this live. <laughs> I know, I know. He's a D, he's a DN, he's a DNA abnormality. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah that's, he's a rugby player and he's Canadian. So hey. You know, he just but, went uh, over to his mother doesn't like him. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got to come on the show now. That's box office between y'all two. I tell you, I tell you. But yeah, yeah I'll be I'll be on the air with that guy tomorrow. So we're gonna do the Wild, Wild West podcast at seven thirty oh, tomorrow. Just wait but, till uh, I get in the comments. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, so check us yeah. out there tomorrow at seven thirty p.m. The yeah. AFC West podcast, Wild West podcast, will be live. Uh, Sports Talk with Coach Kirk now is on Tuesdays at uh, nine p.m. So we're going to be live and direct to you on Tuesdays. Uh, yep. Especially when the season gets rolling, there's nothing to do on Tuesdays. So pull up on us and and live in the chat. Let us know uh, what you think about the weekend football because we're going to be rocking and rolling all season long. So yep. that being said. Appreciate Rich being in the chat and giving us uh, that that lovely commentary. And uh, well, I appreciate see you, tomorrow. Rich. Appreciate. And uh, until next week, we will be back as always, live and direct, and give you uncut, real rap and raw commentary of the sports world. So that is Coach Curry. I'm Coach Defense. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>